0: Good morning. My name is Thad Lanthrop. I'm the administrative pastor here at Church in the Valley, and we're we're glad to have you with us um, this morning. Last week, we launched a new message series, and um, we we talked about one of the most influential people uh, found in the Bible. His name is Paul, and and he lived an extraordinary life. Um, the goal of this series is to take a look. Um, at what made his life so unique. Um, it, it's, we want to see how his life sets an example for the kind of life God wants us, um, wants those who have chosen to follow him to live. Um, so we, we want this to be more than a history lesson. We don't want you to have flashbacks. They'll get the speaker figured out. We're, we're good. Um, they'll, they'll get it taken care of, and we'll, I'm just going to keep going like they're not there. Um, so... Um, But we want this to be more than just a history lesson. Um, We don't want you to have flashbacks going back to school where you're sitting there, your teacher's doing a lesson, um, teaching you some facts about history or you're learning about history. We don't want that to be the case. We want you to um, really be challenged by what we find as we look at at the history and we look at at Paul and, and what he's doing. Um, or what his life was about. So last week we described how Paul's world got turned upside down and why he would choose to leave a life of, of power and influence to follow Jesus Christ. If, if you miss that, you can, you can catch up and, uh, and listen to it on churchinthevalley.com, our, our website. Um, but that, that message gave kind of a foundation for what Paul's life was going to be about. And so today we're going to focus and we're going to look at what happened to Paul after he decided to follow to follow Jesus. His life was intense, it was hard, um, and it was rewarding all at the same time. More than anything else, Paul decided that he wanted to tell everyone how they could follow Jesus, like he had found that he could. Paul had found a new life. He found a new life in following Christ, and he wanted all those around to experience what he had experienced. In fact, his mission from God uh, to move from a persecutor of, of the church, a persecutor of those who were following Jesus, um, it, it's, it went from that it, to, help spread the, uh, to help spread Christianity throughout the world. Before we, we keep going here, I'm just going to stop and, and let's pray. My, my mind is bouncing all over the place. My wife's out of town. My, one of my kids is sick, and I'm just having some trouble focusing. So let's stop. Let's pray. I'll, I'll pray for you guys as well, because I know Sunday mornings are rough sometimes. So let, let's pray and ask God for some help to focus. Lord, we just thank you uh, for the opportunity to worship you. This morning and to hear from your word and I just pray that you would help us to focus Um, I pray against any distractions and just um, just help us to really um, Learn what you want us to learn this morning. Pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen So let's take a look at one of the things that that Paul said in in a letter to one of the early churches that he started this is what he said. He said, woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Now, that word woe um, in the original Greek, which the New Testament was written in, it, it's really it's a primary root of, of grief. It's a, a primary word of grief. So he's saying grief to me if I do not preach the gospel. Paul's statement here, it's, it's laying it on the line. He's, he's saying my life is Nothing. It's wasted unless I tell those around me and to the ends of the earth about the gospel. The gospel here is referring to the good news that Jesus Christ came came to the world to save us from our sins. Now, Paul started with the question, why would anyone want to share about Jesus? He was persecuting those who believed in, in, in Jesus and maybe you're here today and you're, start, you're starting with that question as well. Why would anybody want to share about Jesus? Maybe you're, you're investigating Christ. You're, you're trying to figure out if you want, if, if you're going to commit your life to follow him. And that's, that's great. We're glad you're here. This message is going to be, we're going to be talking about sharing the good news, sharing the gospel. And there's a lot that you can learn about who Jesus is. Um, through, through that. But Paul flipped that question around from why would anybody want to share about Jesus to how could I not share the good news about Jesus? That's the best news that's ever been given. When I became a Christian, I was excited. I was excited about the decision that I made and um, just the real hope for, for uh, eternal life after this one on earth. Now I was five years old, so my faith was was um, immature, and it was it was more focused on how it affected me in my personal, um, in my personal life. But as I got older, I realized that the gospel really is good news, and good news is something that we want to share. We want to share with people the good news. Now, full full disclosure here: I, I really like food, um, and One of the things that I really like is finding, like, a hole-in-the-wall place that's a little off the path. And then I I like to tell my friends about it. My wife and I, we went up to Big Bear uh, about a couple months ago. And one of my friends said, hey, you got to check this place out. So we went to this breakfast spot. And I ordered the blob. um, And it, it was biscuits, eggs, bacon, cheese, gravy on top it was the blob now some of you are probably grossed out right now but it was really good it was so good that i, I took a picture i started sharing it with my family and friends because to me that was good news hey i just had a great breakfast <clears throat> yet as I, I look back at my life in light of paul's statement that he made woe to me if i do not preach the gospel I realized that that's not always been on the forefront of my mind. That's not always been how, how I've been. I, I couldn't always say, woe to me, if I do not preach the gospel. I may have completed this statement differently based on the life stage that I'm in. I, I might have said, woe to me if, if I do not have great friends. Or woe to me if I don't get good grades. Or woe to me if I don't get married, have kids, get a good job be financially secure. The forefront of my priorities hasn't always um, been to share the difference uh, that Jesus has made in my life and how Jesus can make a difference in in your life too. You may find yourself in that same spot today, filling out woe to me on on your own terms. You might be thinking, you know, there's a lot of important things in, in my life But preaching the gospel hasn't made the top of the priority list yet. Actually, most people would feel that way. In fact, the idea of sharing one's faith, it's become taboo in our culture. Um, And even more now than ever, Paul was compelled to preach the gospel. Yet isn't being preachy, isn't that kind of a bad word in our society today? be many things but don't be preachy at me. We live in a time where people believe that that what people believe what they want to believe and as long as you truly believe it you're sincere about it it doesn't matter what other people think. Anything that's commuted commuted communicated anything that's communicated as a, an absolute truth is met with pushback. The culture we live in is pushing this idea that To just accept or believe that there's no absolute truth. But even in that statement, there's no absolute truth. That is absolute truth. You're saying there's no absolute truth. That is an absolute truth in itself. So Paul's life and his statement, it can grate against our priorities, our fears, and our stereotypes of Christians. But it wasn't wasn't popular in Paul's day either to share about Jesus. People who chose to follow Christ were persecuted, put in jail, and and some of them were murdered for what they believed. And spoiler alert for the rest of the series, but that was Paul's fate too. He was thrown in jail, murdered for what he believed. And with all of this as the backdrop, the culture Paul was in, the culture we're in, it begs us to ask the questions. Why did he and why should we? Why did he share the message? And how did, did he do it? Why should we share this message? And how should we share it? We're all motivated by something deep down in our heart of hearts. Um, there's something that mo- motivates us to do what we do. For some, it might be money. For others, it might be a relationship, family, or your career, or just being the best at something. So how can we get motivated? How can we become fueled by a deep desire to see people turn to God and follow him with their whole heart like Paul was when he said, Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Well, first of all, we, we got to believe that the gospel meets the real needs of people. Paul believed that he believed that that was the only real solution to people's problems. He saw physical and emotional needs in the people around him, but he knew the real solution to the problems was a spiritual one. You can't fix a spiritual problem with a natural solution. Before turning to Christ, Paul, he, he had been on the other side of the problem. He was trying to fix his life on it by his own effort and his own power. Like we talked about last week, Paul, he, he belonged to the Pharisee religious sect. He, he, that was one of the most strict followers of the Jewish law at the time. He belonged to that because he was trying to earn a relationship with God. But then he hit a point where he, he let go of the self effort and he relied on the good news that God had provided an answer for him. So he summarized the heart of this message in 1 Corinthians fifteen one through 4. Let's take a look at that. It says, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance, that I also received that that... Of first importance, what I also received that Christ died for our sins in accordance to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. No other founder of a a major world religion made the claim to have died and rose again, and then actually pulled it off. Other religious leaders have tombs that you can go and visit and pay tribute to, but Jesus Christ, he died. As an offering to the consequence of our sins to deliver us from the penalty of our sins. God is completely perfect, holy and righteous. And, and we're in a major predicament before him because we're not. We've all fallen short. We've all sinned. The truth is that, that we all don't measure up to, to God's standard of perfection. And our sin cuts us off from really knowing and drawing close to God, both now and eternally. Jesus laid down his life willingly to carry out the Father's rescue plan for our core problem. The trickle-down effect of sin is that without God in our lives, we just don't have the wisdom or the insight Um, or the power to put life together in a way that works. Our family life, our relationships in in general, our finances, and on and on, don't quite fit together the way that God wants them to when we don't follow Jesus. Then at the end of a life that's wrecked by sin, we find ourselves without hope for the next life and, and only eternal separation. So, Only with God's help can we really find hope for our core needs. So Jesus died to offer the solution to to that problem. The gospel really does meet the needs of people. And another reason to be fueled by this desire to share Christ with with other people is that God works through us despite our shortcomings. Paul knew his, his own limitations. And we need to understand this perspective as well. Um, Look at what he said in 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5. Let's, Let's take a look at this. And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the the spirit and of power. So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. In Paul's day, people were impressed by lofty speech and and stage present oratory skills. And so Paul, he, he readily admits, I'm not that impressive when I speak. He, but he's saying, the heart of my message, Jesus' work saves not Paul's, not yours, but what Jesus did. That can save us from our sins. He often said that he felt weak, He, he was afraid, he was shaking. Anybody relate to that? Yeah, me right here. And right now. When you think about the the times you've tried to share or just even the the thought of sharing, it can be a fearful experience, especially if we think think it all depends on us. It depends on our delivery, the words we use, the words we choose. I can really psych myself out when I'm getting ready to communicate something, whether it's in a meeting or a Sunday message or, or whatever it is. If I think it depends on me, I can can be a mess. But there's real comfort in knowing that it doesn't all depend on me. I can trust that God can use me no matter what my skill is. So no matter how well we present the good news of Jesus' death, his burial, and his resurrection, God, through his power, can penetrate and break down hard hearts. Paul was one of those hard hearts. And now he's convinced that people need to hear this message. So, so what is it? What is God's role in all of this? And what's our role? Well, it's God's role to draw people to him. John six forty four says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up on the last day. That's Jesus' talk. That's Jesus talking. So he says, nobody can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. This is great news. Because I don't think I could ever formulate, craft my message to, to be good enough to draw people to God. But that's not my job. It's God's job to draw people to him. Um, another part of God's role is to convict people of their sin and need for God's forgiveness. John sixteen eight says when he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and, and judgment. So God's the one who convinces people of the truth that's found in the, in, in the scriptures, in the Bible. And then it's also God's role to save people from the penalty of sin. And change them. God does. He does all the heavy lifting. He draws people to himself. He convicts them of their sin. And he saves people. And that's actually really great. Because we all have limits on what we can do. How charismatic we are. How, um, how, how we can draw people in. But God has also chosen to work through his people. Those who've who've decided to follow Christ. God chooses to work through us. So we have a role in all of this. We have a role in in sharing the good news of the gospel. So what is it? What is our role? Well, first of all, we we can pray. We can pray for for the people that we know um, that that don't yet follow Christ. Uh, Praying for people we know, we can ask God for help in those relationships with people. Um, It it also, as we pray for people, it helps us to remember them and to be able to remember them, remember what's going on in their life and how we can be a blessing to them. Um, We also want to pray for opportunities that come up. 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. So we can pray for opportunities that come up that we're prepared. And then for courage, boldness, right words when given the opportunity. Let's face it, you know, we're chickens sometimes. We don't want to bring up anything that, that might be touchy or offend somebody. But we can pray and ask God for courage, boldness, the right words to say. Another part of our role is to love and serve people. Part of sharing the good news is living a life that shows you're a follower of Christ. And loving and serving people, that's what Jesus did. And so we need to take on the attitude of Christ and serve people. When we serve people, that helps illuminate the good news when, when we share what Jesus did on the cross for us. And then that, that takes us right to the next, the next uh, part of our role. And that's to share the good news. Meet people. Identify with Christ. That is, tell them that, that we're followers of Christ. And then share our story of how we came to know Christ and how Christ can, can save them too. Once we share, then again we rely on God to do his part. Paul says in Romans 1 16, he says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also the Greek. Paul was convinced that the message was powerful and that God did the heavy lifting. So Paul just kept sharing with people. And because Paul shared, the world was changed by the power of the gospel, the power of what Jesus did. The movement that began in in the first century, it just kept spreading from town to town, city to city, new country to to new country. The good news of of Jesus has the power to change people's lives. And Paul was convinced of it. And he was committed to getting the good news out to people who didn't have a relationship with God. So where do we start? We've looked at... Uh, Why why did Paul share? Why should we? What God's role is? What our role is? Where do we start in all of this? Colossians 4, 2 through 6 is a good starting place. Let's take a look at it. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word. To declare the mystery of Christ. On account of which I am in prison. Paul was writing this from prison. That I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders. Outsiders, those are people who don't yet know Christ. So walk in wisdom toward outsiders. Making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious. Seasoned with salt. So that you may know... How you ought to answer each person. This is how Paul was the most influential man in his world. And it's how we can be in ours. He prayed for people. He loved and served people. And he shared about what the good news of Jesus did in his life. And how that could help change other people's lives too. May God grant us this type of clarity, this willingness, and focus for our lives to help others to experience the hope that they can find in Jesus. Please pull out that connection card that was in your your program. Um, I'd like to ask our worship team to go ahead and head on up. And um, go ahead and start filling out any information on that card that that you um, didn't get a chance to fill out earlier. And there's also some next steps that I'd like to to highlight that are on the back of that card for you. Um, the The first next step is to fill out an invest and invite card and pray for those people daily. There's also another card in your program. Um, it's an invest and invite card. It's a, it's a business um card um, that has a spot where you can put some names put three names of people you want to pray for um you want to love and serve people you you want to um share the good news of, of christ with so maybe that's your next step today fill out that card um and and put it in your wallet so that you're reminded of people that you can reach out to you can have influence in the in their lives Another next step that, that you might want to take today is to ask God for the courage to share. Um, that might be what you want to do today. Just ask God for the courage to share. And then the, the final next step that, that we have on the card, you might want to take others, but the final one on there is to love those around me in a practical way. God can help us to love people around us, and we can be a light to them, to point them towards Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross to save us from our sins. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you again for the opportunity to to worship you. We pray that um, you would just show us how to take action from today's message, what you spoke to us uh, through through the Bible today, and just help us to do that. Help us to not just be hearers of the Bible, but to put it into practice, into our lives and, and practically and do what you want us to do with it. In Jesus' name, amen.